here the other night blew my mind, brother. What a blessing it is to be in church with you. Amen. And I love everybody here. Some of our members are here from Pinch, some from Roxelena, uh, many we've invited. But I just, I have a simple thought tonight, and I want you just to look at verse 20. And I know it's a familiar verse, but, but I, really, I really have something burning on me tonight that uh, is fresh from the Lord. And uh, I don't want to take time as the preacher said. I don't want to waste time, so I'm going to cut off just the whole context, introduction, and 20 minutes, and we're going to get right to it, all right? Uh, but you Bible readers and students understand the context of this passage. But I, I want to just focus on this one verse, all right? So we're just going to mind the Lord and go sit down. But, but Jesus said to John on the Isle of Patmos, he said this in Revelation chapter 3, verse number 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Heavenly Father, I love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for an opportunity, Lord, to stand. We never want to take it lightly or for granted, Lord, that we're, Father, that you, you called us, Lord, and placed us into the gospel ministry. What a great privilege, Father. What a great humbling, Father, I feel in my heart tonight that you would allow me, Father, to minister to so many hearts. And Father, I don't know their heart, but you do. Father, I know, Father, we have the whole counsel of God in this Bible. And, and Lord, I'm thankful for every word of God that we have in these 66 books. But Lord, I'm praying tonight, Lord, as you have tried to gear my heart, Lord, in case the pastor has called us up here in this moment, I've tried to listen to your voice today. And I just want to be found exactly where you want us to be. Father, I pray you would speak to hearts as only you can. Help us to sit down when we need to sit down, whether it be five minutes, ten minutes, twelve minutes. Lord, help me to just sense the Holy Spirit of God. Father, I pray you'd cleanse me of all my sin, empty me of all of myself, fill me with the Holy Ghost, I pray right now in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen and amen. I'm thankful tonight that we have a copy of the Word of God. I'm glad. I love my Bible. I love Genesis to Revelation, 66 books. And I'm a numbers nerd, so I'm going to go and say 1,189 chapters and 31,102 verses. Amen. I love every word of God. And I'm thankful we could spend a whole sermon, a whole sermon series. Just forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. I'm glad that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And I'm glad every word of God is pure and I am thankful for the word of God tonight. But I'm also thankful for the voice of the Lord. And what's amazing in this Bible, the phrase word of God appears 49 times. That's seven times seven. 
That's a good, perfect, complete number. And did you know just as word of God appears 49 times, also the phrase, the voice of the Lord, appears 49 times. Seven times seven. But I believe my heart in these days that we're living in, if we're not careful, now listen, there's nothing wrong with reading and studying your Bible. There's nothing wrong with preaching sermon series and preaching expositionally and, and going verse by verse and, and going through the, hey listen, I, I, all the Bible, we need the whole counsel of God. But we're living in a day, if we're not careful, we will only have word and not have spirit to go with it. See, at any given moment, I'm thankful the Holy Ghost can quicken a verse or a phrase or just one word in my heart and in your heart as we're reading this Bible. But I'm afraid we're living in a day in this Laodicean church age, and I believe the church at Philadelphia is still existing and there's a church within a church, amen? And we're witnessing, in every local assembly, I believe there's a church within a church. There's people that have had an outward form of religion. There's people that have come to an altar of prayer, people that have repeated a prayer, people that have said words, but they ain't never got the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about a second work of grace. Y'all, we're Baptists, amen. We're Bible believers, amen. I'm not talking about you need a, 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 but I am talking about, by the way, the word of God and the spirit of God, that's the only things you need another dose of. Somebody ought to say amen. We, hey, we need more, amen. It's not that we need more of him. He wants more of us. And the day I got saved, I got all the Holy Ghost. I, 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 he came into me full, in fullness, Amen. But as I live my life, uh, he's consecrate my heart, sanctify my heart, separate my heart from this world. Uh, and I'm doing the best that I know how uh, in my devotional life as a pastor, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, uh, as an employee, uh, as a church member, as a soul winner. In every aspect of my life, uh, I want to be found like David, a man after God's own heart. I want to be like John the Beloved who leaned on his breast at supper time. I want to get as close as I can to the Lord, yoked up with him so that I can hear him whisper. And it's amazing in the Bible how the word of God, will you remember what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 5, he said, for our gospel came not unto you in word only. And he was one who had some word, amen. Have y'all met the Apostle Paul? But he said, I came not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I love the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, amen, for you dignified people, amen. But I like Holy Ghost. I'm glad he's not just a mystical force or the third person of the Godhead. He's not just some angelic power. He's a real person. And the day I got born again, the Holy Ghost moved inside of me. Amen. And then the conflict began. The warfare began. Old man Adam wants to be after the flesh. And the new man Christ wants to be after the spirit. And the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And they're contrary one to another. And if I'm not careful in my life, my day-to-day life, if I'm not careful, my Bible reading will become just a habit. 
It'll just become some plan to check a box or to highlight or to say, I've done my spiritual duty for the day. If I'm not careful as a pastor, I'll only pick up this Bible when I'm searching for something to preach to others and God ain't ever ministered to my heart to begin with. If we're not careful in our life, we will only read this book when we're searching for answers that we need a decision to make and we need a big prayer answered and we'll treat the Bible like some theological encyclopedia and somebody, is it a sin to do this? Is it a sin to do that? Show me a book, chapter, and verse. Uh, That's not my interpretation. This is the way I see it. But if you just walk with God, you'll hear his voice. You won't have to ask, is this a sin? Because he'll let you know. Because the the author of this book. You know, the Bible's the only book that every time you read it, the author's always present. And the day that I got born again. What a God who thought so much of, of me that he would put his treasure in this earthen vessel of mine. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. And and if we're not careful in this day that we live in, uh, we'll be so puffed up in pride and think so highly of ourselves, and it has to be our message, our personality, our charisma, and, and we'll try to entertain a crowd and move the emotion and have some dramatic effect, uh, and it will be all of us and none of him. But like John the Baptist said, he must increase, but I must decrease. And I'm trying my best in my life to get in tune with the Holy Spirit of God. He spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. He was not in the earthquake, not in the wind, not in the fire. Those things made a lot of noise. But they didn't have a voice. There's a difference in noise and a voice. In the day we're living in, there's a lot of noise going on. These young people have more noise in their mind and their heart than any other day we've ever lived in. And a lot of it is self-inflicted because they have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. Somebody help me. And they can't even focus on what the teacher is saying at the middle school and high school because there's so much noise in their pockets and it's caused them to have noise in their heart. It's, it's amazing to see a young person that don't have earbuds in anymore. They're listening to a lot of noise and social media and mainstream media and the government, adults are not any better. Do not watch the news before you come to church unless you turn every care into a prayer and leave that at home and not bring it in the church house. Amen. Don't come to early prayer at 6.30 and pray 10, 15 minutes and then spend 15 minutes talking about politics. Amen. Until Pastor Craig says it's time to start church. There's so much noise up here that we're not in tune anymore in here with the voice of the Lord. It's hard to listen to somebody talk if somebody else is in your other ear, young people. It's hard to pay attention in school if the one you're sent beside wants to always interrupt class. And it's hard to hear from God 
if the only time you read your Bible is in a church house or with the TV on or the cell phone ringing or the notification coming through or at your desk at work, but there's times that we've got to have solitude with God and get in tune with the still, small voice of the Lord. Those old radio dials in that frequency, if you weren't right on that needle, right on that channel, if just a little bit to the left or the right, there would be a whole lot of static and interference from an outside source. Amen? And you would not be able to clearly hear the message that was being presented over the radio. The same is true in your life and my life. We're living in a day that there's so much noise out there. And it's caused us to have so much noise in our heart. And then we're in a day also that so many major decisions need made in such a little window of time. Amen? And it's emotionally draining and stressful and fear and anxiety. Are, 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 in our churches today, it's unbelievable the emotional strain and stresses on people's minds that we minister to nowadays. But you know what I believe is 99% of all of those problems is because there's too many voices in our head. That don't mean you're crazy. It don't mean you need a psychiatrist. It don't mean that you need a prescription the rest of your life. It means you need to eliminate some of the noise. And Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And he goes on down to say in verse 3, he'll deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That noisome pestilence means things that are dangerously stirred up. That's the day we're living in. Social media, mainstream media, things, I mean that 99% of what you worry about never happens. But things get stirred up, drama gets stirred up, gossip gets started, rumors get spread, and all of a sudden all this noise is in your head and in your heart, and it's been such a long time that you've clearly heard the voice of the Lord speak to your heart. Nothing wrong with shouting. Nothing wrong with loud preaching, amen. Caleb Lindsay's my best friend, and he's the loudest one I know. But I believe with all my heart he's in tune with the Holy Spirit of God and seeks to mind the Lord. But, but the voice of God can speak to your heart tonight. When's the last time you heard the voice of God? A few things about the voice and I'm going to sit down. But I'm thankful that it's a soft voice. He came to Elijah in a still, small voice. Amen. I heard a preacher say this a few weeks ago down in Texas. He said, God is not under any obligation to raise his voice so that I can hear it. Amen? But maybe I need to eliminate some of the channels. Maybe I need to eliminate some of the noise. Maybe I need to get better tuned in with the Holy Spirit of God. Because I'm glad his word, I mean the doctrines that we believe in, I mean I've hit it in my heart, but what about what's the word for the moment? What's the word of the hour? Not just for the preacher behind the pulpit. What about in your daily life? Uh, uh, do I take that promotion at work? Do I take this job opportunity? Do I live here? Uh, hey, do I go here? Uh, do I uh, distance myself from this relationship? Amen. Amen. Does somebody need me to, to be a better friend to them or is somebody dragging me down that I just need to get away from permanently in my life? And the only way to know is to be in tune, not with these ears, but with the ear of the heart. All throughout this text, 
In this church age, he's wanting to speak to, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear, not with the physical ear, but with the ear of the heart. But he speaks in a soft voice. Well, not only that, but I found that, that phrase, the voice of the Lord 49 times, I love the law of first mentions in the Bible. You first see it in Genesis 3 and 8. The voice of the Lord was walking in the Garden of Eden. So it's not only a soft voice, but it's a slow voice. Amen. If you're walking, you're not running. Amen. I used to run a lot more than I do. And it's very evident. Amen. But, but the voice of the Lord is walking. But how often do you and I run ahead of him? And we get so far distant from him that we can't hear him as clearly and loudly as we used to. Some of you sitting in this room tonight, maybe you've been saved a long time. What about since last February and March at this meeting? Maybe at the end of that first week of March, you were in tune, you heard God speak. I mean, it seemed like when you read your Bible, when you came to church and heard the pastor preach, when you prayed, it seemed like you were in tune. Hey, are you as in tune tonight as you used to be? When's the last time you heard the voice? I'm not talking about a, I'm talking about a, a, a still small voice. Not a voice that you can necessarily hear with your physical ear, but a voice that has spoken to your heart. Or have you got ahead of him and made decisions on your own and tried your own way and you're so far out in front of God and he ain't caught up to you yet. Amen. The voice of the Lord is walking. Amen. It's better to walk than run because when you run, you might miss something. Amen. But when you walk, there's some things he wants to show you tonight. The voice of the Lord is soft. It's slow, but I like this, and I'll, and I'll try to get done. It's sweet. Amen. Yes, sir. Song of Solomon 2.14. Oh, my dove that art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs, let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice, for sweet is thy voice. You remember when Jesus said, peace be still? That was a sweet voice. You remember John 21, John 20 rather on resurrection day that Mary had a troubled heart. And Jesus pressed pause on his eternal plan before taking his blood to present it on the heavenly mercy seat because he said, touch me not, I'm not yet ascended to my father. He took a pause for an eternal counsel and plan just to see this woman's troubled heart and say, Mary. Aren't you glad that every now and again when you got trouble in your heart, that he'll take time. The one who inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, will step into the realm of time and meet you right where you're at and speak your name and bring a calmness to your heart. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. Amen. And the voice of a stranger Will they not follow? Are you in tune with his voice tonight? Amen. It's a sweet voice. Never a man spake like this man. Amen. But if we're not careful, and I'll share this and, and, I, and I'll be through. It's amazing in Genesis chapter number one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Notice this. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The first thing you ever see the Spirit doing is moving. Okay? When the 
when the Spirit moves, notice what happens next. And God said. When the Spirit moves, God speaks. Have you heard his voice tonight? Have you heard his voice today? Is there so much noise in your head that in your Bible reading and devotional life, you ain't heard from God in a long time? Is there so much that your heart is overcharged like I talked about up at that prayer retreat? Is there so much in your life? How about when a decision needs made? How, how often do you... Now, there's nothing wrong with going to the pastor and going with godly people, but how amazing it is that you get counsel from this person and this person, and it's like you keep doing it until you get something you want to hear. And you get all these voices and all these opinions, but what about what God has to say about it? What about reading? Now, as, as these children, I love children singing. You know, in your life, the first principle of, obe of obedience that you learn is listen to what your parents say. Amen? That's my commandment. I'm glad we have commandments. Amen? And what this says is right is right, and what says it's wrong, it's wrong. It's never changed. And when you get born again as a little child, the first way you learn is by commandment. What this says is right is right. What this says is wrong. That's the first. If you don't get past that, then you're still a babe in Christ. But as children grow up and they get a little bit older, amen, it's not just by commandment, but they learn what's pleasing to their parents. And they learn what things to apply principles to that will, if, if mom or dad were against this, they're probably going to be against this. And it's not that they've given you a clear command, but you learn to start doing those things that are pleasing to the Father. Amen? Whatsoever ye ask, ye receive of him because ye... Keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 3, 22. So as you mature as a child, you learn not only to obey based on commandment, but there's also some principles of life that you've learned. That's called maturing and growing up. And the same is true as a child of God. As you and I get older in the Lord and mature in the Lord, we're not only wanting a heart to keep his word, we're wanting to do those things pleasing in his sight. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. But then the third thing, when we reach mature, not, not that we've arrived, we'll never get all the way there in this flesh, amen? So not in pride, not in arrogancy, but as we get even closer to the Lord, we'll start discerning his voice talking to us. And I'm not saying, listen, don't take this for what I'm sharing with you, what, what God's put on my heart. So then it's no longer about book, chapter, and verse, as a commandment, then it's no longer about this other verse that establishes a principle and although it ain't black and white because it says this, amen. In other words, the Bible, if you read through the Bible, cover to cover, there's not a verse in the Bible that says thou shalt not drink beer. But it does say abstain from the very appearance of evil. 
So although it's not a clear commandment, there is a principle that we can apply that probably because what's associated with beer is divorce and cursing and damaged and broken homes and ruined relationships, hey, it's probably a good idea if I disassociate myself from that. But then the closer you get even to God from that, you'll start reading his word and he'll speak to you from a book, a chapter, a verse, a phrase, something that you are specifically going through in your life. God can take a phrase. I'm not talking about pulling it out of context to prove a doctrine or, a fa- or start a false religion, but I'm talking about something will jump off the page to you and his voice will show you right there is what you need to do for this moment, for this situation, and you will start getting more in tune with the voice of God. And I believe with all my heart, as we do whatever, you, Pastor, you come up here and you drive this thing. But, but, but listen, if you get nothing else out of tonight, and whatever's done, whatever's sung, whoever else preaches, however this service goes from this point forward, it, revival will come when we get in tune with the voice of the Lord. We all know what the Word of God is, and most people in here are probably reading their Bible a little bit, maybe at least a chapter a day, hopefully, or a few chapters a day, amen? But revival will happen when we get over our education, get over the intellect, get over the academic level. Paul's prayer for the church at Ephesus was that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, being rooted and grounded in love, that ye may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Now, how can you know something that passeth knowledge? Because it ain't about what's up here. It's about what's in here. And if you're here tonight and you think you're saved because up here you believe Jesus died on the cross, he was buried and rose the third day, and you believe up here that he's the only way to heaven, and up here you have brought yourself to church and read your Bible, but you've never had it in here, how sad that you'll spend an eternity in a place called hell, all because you didn't allow what's in your head to enter your heart. You allowed another voice to distract you from hearing his voice. But I'm glad by faith I was saved by grace through faith. And I'm glad it's by his grace and through faith that I can get in tune with the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit of God. If you're here tonight and you're not in tune, if you ain't been hearing from God, if he seemed distant from you, why not come up here and get around this altar? Why not just be honest? With Revival starts with honesty. Why not even before anybody comes or we get a song, or, or, or maybe you just say, I, I long to hear his voice. Amen. To my knowledge, there's nothing between me and him, but it's been a long time since that phrase jumped off the page. It's been a long time since the preacher really struck a chord in my heart by something he said the Holy Ghost applied it to my heart. It's been a long time since that song that used to stir me, it don't stir me like it used to stir me. I don't know where you're at tonight night spiritually speaking but if you're not in tune with the voice of the Lord you're missing out on a great blessing of walking with God Pastor Craig if you'll come